All right. Thank you, Scott Shannon. Happy Monday. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Here is our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. New poll just came out. Harvard and Harris poll and Trump leading Biden by six points. Uh, Interestingly, both Trump and Biden will be at the border on Thursday uh, I have uh, news about that coming up tonight on Hannity 9 Eastern on the Fox News channel. Uh, you know, a lot of questions have to be asked. I, I, People are asking me, why is Nikki Haley now staying in this race? Well, I don't know what's going through her mind. I don't. I can't read minds. I have no idea. One, one observation that Ari Fleischer made that was interesting to me, maybe, maybe he's right. I would like to think not. I have no problem with Nikki Haley, but I said this after Nevada when, I mean, think about this. It's very hard to lose Nevada by, by what, 60 to, to 30. What was, the, what was the number of Nevada? No, it was like, the, I think she lost by 33 points total to none of the above. In other words, they actually have none of these candidates as a term that is actually on the ballot in that state. It was 63-30 at the time, and that's a 33-point beating by nobody and you lose by you come in third place in Iowa you come in and lose New Hampshire which I would argue would have been a state that would be more favorable to her considering there's there's so many independents so much crossover primary voting that takes place in that state now in the state of South Carolina they also allow crossover primary voting and and there was definitely the courting of Democrats to get out and vote for Nikki Haley and exit poll data showed, in fact, that that in fact she won a lot of Democrats. I think it was somewhere around twelve percent, something like that. And I, I'll go over the numbers in more detail here. But if you can't win your home state, if you if it is a landslide in a primary in a state you were governor and elected by a fairly healthy margin, uh, not once but twice, why is Nikki Haley staying in the race? Now, I do think that the anger among Republicans and the Republican Party, putting aside the never Trumper wing of the party, is is going to be palpable the longer that she stays in this race, because everybody knows that that means that money that would otherwise be would have to be spent and saved for future race for the general election is now going to have to be spent by the Trump campaign and to some level uh, in these upcoming primary states now we have on the second we have the gop convention uh which delegates are awarded in michigan we have the idaho gop caucuses this is all on march 2nd and uh anyway and missouri gop caucuses where no delegates by the way are awarded in either case and then the next one is on march the third that's the dc gop primary i'm not sure any republicans going to get any votes in dc not exactly a barometer of anything. Then they're on to North Dakota. And, and on March the 5th, it's Super Tuesday. And Super Tuesday includes Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee. Uh, let's see. Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Alaska, GOP only. And um, and if you're interested, Iowa Democrats reveal their mail-in caucus winner because Joe just basically stuck the middle finger in the in the face of the people in Iowa and New Hampshire. So, you know, at that point, you know, which one of those states putting aside Washington, D.C., which is meaningless, 
Which one of those states is Nikki Haley going to win if she can't win her own state? Not only did she not win her home state, she lost by lost in dramatic fashion. She lost by 21 points. That, that is a lot to lose by. And, you know, her biggest argument has been that Donald Trump can't win a, a general election. Well, I, I beg to differ based on the polling. Forget about my own opinion here. Joe Biden's job approval rating now is 38 percent, according to Gallup. Uh, that is not near the, the 50 percent average needed for a president to get reelected. I mean, that's a disaster by any any objective measure uh, on Ukraine, foreign policy. Forget it. Another disaster. I mean, on foreign affairs in general, Joe Biden has a 33 percent approval rating, 62 percent disapproval rating. Bidenomics, 36% disapproval and 61% disapproval. On every major issue that this country is confronting, he's way upside down. On the handling of the Middle East, okay, he has a 30% approval rating, 62% disapproval rating. On immigration, which is now front and center, it's now he has a 28% approval rating and a 67% disapproval rating, which explains why He's going down to the border on Thursday. That's sort of like going to East Palestine, you know, what, a, a full year after the train derailment there? And, and everybody in town is like, why are you even bothering? Why are you even here? And then if you look at the latest numbers, again, I'm just looking at polls. Donald Trump is up by six. The latest Harvard Harris poll that came out. If you look specifically on on head to head matchups, you have Donald Trump up by four point six. In Michigan, that, that's a big margin, 46.7 to 42.1. In Georgia, you have President Trump nearly at 50, is at 48.5, Biden 41.7, you know, seven percentage point lead there. Uh, if you look at Nevada, it's got Trump up 48.7 uh, to Biden's 40.3. That's a nearly eight point margin. Arizona, it's Trump 47, Biden 42. I mean, these if he wins these states and these numbers hold, Joe Biden can't win anything. Now, I was again going back to Ari Fleischer. What is the reason for Nikki Haley staying in? I don't know. But when she we just played for you, the one comment she made is I'm staying in this race as long as the majority of people don't like Trump or Biden. Uh, maybe Ari's right. Maybe she's thinking about this no labels party. If she does, uh, I don't I don't think she's going to get much support from a, any Republican. Now, uh, I'll get to the border thing in a little bit here, but, you know, the Democratic Party reaction to this, the mob and the media, their reaction to Trump, South Carolina win. Oh, he's in a weak. He's in a weak position. No, he actually has a real opponent, a former governor in her home state. Uh, and he it, it became what is politically speaking, a landslide. I mean, it was so bad that the Koch brothers and they fund Americans for Prosperity Action. It's a libertarian policy advocacy group, but they're also pretty anti-Trump in this group. You know, they're, they're pointing out that, yeah, they're pulling back their financial support for Nikki Haley. But, you know, she, if you look at the final results, and it was, what, 39 for Haley and, and 60% for Donald Trump, so a 21-point landslide, but... This poll and the way they allow, and, and this has to stop, 
the way they allowed Democrats to cross over in states like New Hampshire, South Carolina. I have no earthly idea why Republicans allow that. Republicans should be the ones selecting Republican candidates and Democrats should be selecting Democratic candidates in primaries. You shouldn't have this. Oh, I, I think I'm going to create chaos in the other party's uh, primary and and maybe in the hopes of 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 extending out the primary season. So a fortune of money will be taken away from the general election campaign. And that's where the anger is going to come in for Nikki Haley. But if you actually break down the demographics, if you look at self-described Republicans, they made up the sizable majority of the primary electorate on on Saturday at 68 percent. Trump carried those voters by an overwhelming margin. Uh, he was up to 70 percent compared to Nikki Haley's 30 percent. Now, Trump also garnered majority support across traditional Republican voting blocks. Very conservative, 84 percent. White evangelicals, 71 percent. 65 percent of military veterans, 86 percent of Republican primary voters who say they are part of the MAGA movement. And Nikki Haley, she had some success among more moderate voters. Uh, and also the appeal that was being outright made to Democratic voters to cross over here. I mean, the, the former South Carolina governor overwhelmingly won voters who identify as liberal or moderate or Democrat. Um, how, how do you win the general election if the, if the base of your own party is not supporting you? And her two main messages in the closing days of the race were electability and respect for the military. It didn't resonate. Only 17% believe that Donald Trump is not likely to, to beat Biden in November. Now, listen, I would urge caution on everybody's part for a lot of different reasons. For Republicans to win the presidency, they've got to run the table. And it's the example I use all the time that you've got to assume that you're on your own 20. You have no timeouts left. You got to march down the field 80 yards, cross the plane, kick the extra point to win. Well, you got to win Georgia, North Carolina, some combination thereof, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, New Hampshire, Nevada, and Arizona. And in recent years, not, not an, a, an easy lift for any Republican. So I think there's going to be some outright anger that emerges out of this for former Governor Haley and former Ambassador Haley. Look, I had said this after New Hampshire and Nevada. If I were Nikki Haley's campaign manager and if she really wanted to make a real strong run for the Republican nomination, I think the better path would have been for her not to go into her home state, risk losing by 21 points, which did happen. And she she could have been a probably been a big part of the Trump administration. She could have endorsed them and moved forward, as others have, looking at the fact that there's no real path. I mean, I look at this this upcoming primary calendar and I don't really see where it is that she's going to pick up delegates. Um, now we have as a result of what happened over the weekend, I see that uh, John Thune, the second highest ranking Republican, that John Thune now has gotten on board and, and is supporting Donald Trump. Uh, now Nikki Haley is going to bet on Super Tuesday, but I'm looking at these states and I'm thinking, I don't think so. Uh, she just doesn't have the base of the Republican Party behind her supporting her. And if you look at it, Trump, you know, it, it just it was pretty overwhelming. There's no other way to really describe this. 
But if you look at these other polls now, I think it's going to be hard. The next five swing states are in 37 days. This is going to be interesting to watch. And the former ambassador, you know, we'll see when she does drop out. But Michigan, North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin is April 2nd. Arizona, March 19th. Georgia, March 12th. North Carolina is on Super Tuesday. I mean, if you look at these these states, I mean, we, we could be in a situation where once again, six states, you know, separating the Democrat and Republican candidates for president could make up all the difference. And it might be decided by maybe 100 or 200,000 votes. That's how scary it is. That's how important it is. I can tell you this. The country can't survive these policies any longer. And when you ask the basic, most fundamental question, are you better off than you were four years ago? Tell me where you're better off. Because on every measure, the American people are screaming that they're not. No matter how many times they lie to you and tell you the border's secure and the border's closed. And now that has shifted only in recent weeks to try to blame Republicans. Blaming Republicans is not going to work. In Joe Biden's first hundred days, he rescinded the, the, the Trump policies that were working. Stay in Mexico. Uh, he stopped construction of the border wall. And we see what the outcome is. And they've been, you know, we, we want, want you to come. I want you to come. The border's secure. The border's closed. They said that for three years. Now, all of a sudden, Republicans don't go along with their watered-down border bill. House Republicans paced, uh, uh, already passed H.R. 2, which was a real border bill, and that's what the Senate should have adopted, but they didn't, or Senate Republicans at least, and that would have been a real border security measure, and that would have given Joe Biden what he desperately wants is more money for Ukraine. We've already given $75 billion and help for Israel and Taiwan, but if I had to say there are two issues that need to be dealt with first, one has to be the border and two has to be the budget. Not that complicated. Anyway, I want to tell you how you can save money. These are tough economic times of 60 plus percent of our country now living paycheck to paycheck. Pay close attention because most of you have cell phones and well, you can get the exact same service as you're getting from AT&T, Verizon and T-Mobile. You can get it from Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers the same service, the same exact 5G network, the same cell towers as the big carriers, and the average family saving close to $1,000 a year. And if you make the switch today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. By the way, no four-line requirement, no activation fee. You get a Samsung. It's built to last, rugged screen, quick-charging battery, top-tier data security. Anyway, 35 bucks a month, unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. The exact same service, you're saving a fortune. The switch, it's simple, it's fast, it's easy. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword save now. Do it now. You claim your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. That's pound 250. Keyword save now from our friends, my cell phone company, Pure Talk.